Welcome everyone to part eight. My goodness, we're already up to session eight of the Great Real Estate Reset of 2021. Now in this session, I really want to, to motivate you. I want to inspire you. I want you to start thinking about all of the things that create success. Because I want to first of all take you through a 10 point process of what you need to do in order to get the best results. What you need to be putting in place right now, and I'm talking right down to basics like getting your tax returns done. So I, you know, there's a there's a process there, and and I want to talk specifically about mindset because you will only do what you see yourself doing. You will only create what you see yourself creating. So I want to focus a little bit on mindset for now, and some of the scientific stuff behind behind mindset as to how it actually works and why uh, you will only do what you, your head says you can. Self-sabotage is a very, very dangerous thing. But if we don't have a head in the right spot, that's exactly what we end up doing. So I want to, uh, I want to go through that stuff with you. And then I thought I'd inspire you by actually showing you what some of my students have done in what spaces of time. So great opportunity there to, to really kind of paste yourself forward and go, is that what I want? Is that, the, is that the kind of results that I want? Is that what I want to be doing? What do I need to do to make that happen? So we'll cut across to the live event and I'll see you on the other side. So what are the elephants in the room? There's two things that stand out to me. One is inflation and the other is unemployment. Let's deal with those things. First of all, let's deal with inflation. Now, the old school of thought is that when you print money, Surely it causes inflation. We've got all of this money running around. Doesn't it cause inflation? Printing money causes inflation always. Actually, no. Because there's a new school of thought, which is the modern monetary theory or MMT, that says printing money causes inflation, but only in the sectors where capacity is constrained. So where is capacity constrained? It's not in production and therefore CPI inflation is not going to happen. There's no CPI inflation in the next few years. But what we will see is asset markets and that they're the pricings that will increase. So we're going to have a massive increase in shares and in uh, the property particularly. This just shows you back through uh, GFC. That's exactly what happened uh, previously. You know, we've got asset prices sorry, this is GFC, asset prices um, increasing, but the real GDP CPI is very unaffected. So where is that? Look, it's in land content. It's in land value. Am I going to tell you to go and buy vacant land? No, but it's in land content. And the more, um, the more land you have available at your disposal, the higher the percentage increases. The land content is going to go up. You buy an apartment, how much land do you control? Nothing, practically. Buy a townhouse, not much more. But when you buy a house on a block of land, a decent sized block of land, you can do something else with it. Uh, you know, a commercial property on a decent block of land, you can do something else with it. You've got the ability to be able to take control of it rather than just be dictated to by every, everybody else. It's all about control. Um, and the inflation expectation is, is going to be low for a long time. This goes back to 2010. 
uh, right through to, to 2020 down here. Inflation is going to stay low for a considerable amount of time. This chart that I showed you before, we start talking about unemployment. You know, you can see it's already started to drop. Get the, the next figures in the next quarter when they come out, I'll show you, they will have dropped even further. And if we go back to GFC, even though through this period of time we had high unemployment, the property prices still went up substantially. So even though that happened, we had unemployment does not predicate um, a restriction in house pricing. Because even if you had 10% unemployment, which we don't, that still means you got 90% employment. I like this quote by Bill Gates. He goes, if you're born poor, it's not your fault. But if you die poor, it's your fault. So there's a bit of a 10-step process that you have to take yourself through in order to, um, to really set yourself up for success, let's say. Now, the first one of that is clearly get educated. That is the starting point every time all the way down the track, no matter what it is, whether we're talking about the jelly bean market or the property market, get yourself educated. But the next thing is about getting market ready. And in the property market, that takes time. It takes time to release your available working equity. It takes time to, to put lending into place. It takes time to do your tax returns. It takes time to, to get yourself sorted as to your business plan and other things. So the longer you wait, the further behind the eight ball you're going to be because this takes time. Education can take time too if you don't hurry up about it. But the getting market ready, it's a process and it does take some time. You've got to add, dedicate the time to it. But then you've got to get mentally fit. Now, this could take a long time, depending on how much stuff we've got to deal with up here. But you will only grow financially as much as you grow emotionally. You've got The two do have to go together. You've got to get mentally fit and stop carrying around a lot of those childhood hang-ups of what parents said to you when you were, you know, not even childhood, but 18 or whatever it was, like the Think and Grow Rich book with me, you know, but what, what things are you still hanging on to subconsciously that are affecting your patterns? Because when you have a pattern and things just keep showing up in your life and you go, oh, I always lose money, I never win the chook lottery, I never whatever, whenever there's a pattern, it's never them. It's always you. And you're where you have to start. Let's get you sorted first. The next one is get a team. This is that connection. This is that community. Get a team around you, professionals, accountants, mortgage strategists, you know, friends. And I'm not saying forget your friends. You are, you know, there's an old saying that you are the sum of the five friends that you hang around with the most. Well, that's fine. But I'm not saying dump your old friends. What I'm saying is get new friends that are like-minded, that are proactive, that are achievers. You hang around with achievers, you can't help but be an achiever. So get the team around you, but also the, the you know, the active town planner and the, and, you know, your suite of real estate agents and your, you know, your, your legal professionals and your painter and your builder and your, all of those people are part of your team. And again, it can take a little bit of time to put them together. Obviously, in I Love Real Estate, we give you a massive head start and give you a startup team to work with. Hang around with achievers. The community is so important. When you have other people around you succeeding, doing, taking action, getting results, you get drug upwards with that wave. You know, the rip is in the right direction. 
But similarly, if you hang around with losers and whingers and people with bad attitudes and negative, negative uh, outlooks, guess what? You get pulled down with the rip. So you need to be very aware of what that means for you. Get really clear on your why. What's your why? You know, your why has to be so big to get you through any of the obstacles. So just think about it. What is your why? You know, what's, why do you want to be financially free? Why do you want to replace your income? Why do you want to have a better life? Why, why, why? If you can answer those questions with honesty and integrity, then we can start to put the plan in place because that will govern around how you put it together. Get very, very clear on what you want because if you're focusing on what you want, that's what you're moving towards. If you're focusing on what you don't want, well, if you're going down a ski slope and you're looking at the tree, you're going to hit the tree. So what you don't want is the tree. Don't get don't go down the slopes and hit the tree. And get very strategic about your plan. It's a process. If you are here, you're very clear on your why and your what as to what you want. It's a process from here to there. End of story. It can be learnt. It can be put in place. You can have support, but it's a process. It's about taking action. And the last one I've got here is allocate, oh, sorry, the ninth one is allocate time for growth. Are you prepared to do something that won't hurt you? It won't cost you any money, but I can guarantee you it will change your life. Give it to me in the chat room. Are you prepared to commit to do something for the rest of your life? <laughs> There's a big commitment. To do something every day that will not cost anything. It won't hurt you, but I can guarantee you it'll change your life. I've got lots of yeses coming through. What can you see, Michael? Lots of yeses, even with a little bit of a swear word in front of them. Yes, <laughs> a couple of yeses. <laughs> All right. They're, they're flying past. Okay. Here's what it is. You ready? Every day for the rest of your life, I want you to take 15 minutes and think about you. 15 minutes. That's it. Whether you do it, walk, I won't repeat that one. Whether you do it walking in the bush, whether you do it running along the beach, whether you do it meditating on a rock or under a tree, whether you do it sitting on the toilet, I don't care. But take 15 minutes every single day just to check in with yourself. What do I want? Am I on track? Am I heading in the right direction? What have I got to do to change things? Am I happy? There's a good question for you. Am I happy? What makes me happy? What are the things that give me joy? Because when you really get to that honest place with yourself, you might actually be surprised at the answers because the conscious can get very caught up in the ego. I want to replace my income. I want this. I want this. I want the Ferrari. I want the Lamborghini. I want the whatever. When you get down in here and you start to 
to really connect in with who you are. No ego, no anything, but just know in yourself where you're heading, what you're doing, and what that means to you. And you hold to that every 15, every day for 15 minutes. I'll tell you the speed with which things happen magnifies. Because what you're actually doing, I'm going to get a little bit alternate here. What you're actually doing is there's a, there's a thing in the back of your brain back here. There's four components in your brain that come together that's called your reticular activating system. Now, this, or your RAS. Now, your RAS is like your focusing system. So it's a bit like a receiver. You know, you feed it going, this is the channel that I want to tune into. So it goes out there and filters all this information and says, all right, well, here's all the things that, that are in, in line with that, that, uh, that frequency, that, that request, et cetera. And then that's what it comes through to your conscious. Because subconsciously, we can process so much more information, like 40 million bits per second more information than we can consciously. So your RAS system is that filter. And you can program your RAS system by focusing on what you want, thinking about what you want, how to get there, all of these things. What you're doing is you are programming your bodily functions to be in line with what you choose out there. If you go into worry and fretting and all of that kind of stuff, what you're doing is you're focusing on what you don't want. And guess what shows up in your life? What, exactly what you don't want. But there is a scientific reason for that. Because your filtering system says, oh, well, she wants to know about worry and debt and all of these things. So that's what's going to show up. So it sends signals to your brain to get out there and create more of that. But conversely, when you're focusing on, say, a passive income, and uh, you know you just learned about how to do a strata title deal and make $20,000 a year passive income, you go, wow, I might have a look at that. That's about the price point that I can get in at. And you already start to have a look and things start to show up and you start to have conversations. Oh, my auntie's going to sell one of those. Maybe you should have a look at that. And that leads to another thing, another thing. And bingo, that's what shows up in your life. That's what you end up getting. But it's all because that's what you have programmed your RAS system to notice. So this 15 minutes I'm actually asking you to do has, has a bigger scientific purpose than just checking in with yourself and mental health and all of those other things. You're actually programming yourself for success, provided you are focusing on what you want, not what you don't want, okay? And the more education you have around things, the more scope you have to be able to recognize what is actually in line with your desired outcome. Because if you're just looking through a very narrow filter, this is all you're going to see. Education broadens that filter to go, wow, look at all this. I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. I could do this. And you start to ask yourself some really good questions about what is right for you. And that's what starts showing up. It's really amazing how all that science comes together. Anyway, I got a bit off track. And the last one, of course, is follow the property genius blueprint. That's what you need to be doing. There is a system there. It works. It's proven. And every single bit of it is non-negotiable because that's what makes it work for you. So your 15 minutes a day really sets you up for that success. So give it to me in the chat room. Who is going to promise, write promise in there. If you promise yourself, promise me, promise everybody here that you are going to take that 15 minutes for the next, for the, the rest of your life. Show me all those promises. Wow, Michael, I can see lots of promises coming through. Lots and lots of promises. Three promises in a row. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've made a commitment today. 
you've made a commitment to take action and you need to follow through on that, okay? Because I'm telling you, this will change your life. Will absolutely change your life. You see, most people, they go to work, they work inside, outside, with kids, without kids, whatever. Most people want something else. Commitment to take action, good on you. Most people want more leisure time. They want more travel time. They want the dream house. Most people don't get there and here's why. They go out, they go to work, they save some money and then they go and buy their own home. I'm not opposed to that. But what I'm opposed to is the type of property they buy and who they buy it from. First of all, they go and buy a property that is a developer's property. It's an end of the line property. There's nothing more for you to make on this property other than wait for the market to move. So, you know, it's a brand new house and land package. It's, a, it's a, an apartment off the plan, something like that. There is nothing that on this property that can make you any money other than sit back and wait for the market to move. And that is gambling because you can't control it. The next thing is they buy a property that has no differentiation. So it's the same as everybody else's, the same as the upstairs, downstairs, round the corner, down the street. You know, one roof might slant this way, one roof might slant that way, but they're the same four bedroom, two bathroom, double lock up garage in the burbs, the same as everybody else's. So what that means is that you end up with um, no ability to be able to control your own destiny. The guy down the street gets himself into trouble. Your property goes down in value because yours is no different to him and he had to short sell his. The next thing is that, I mean, just before I go to there, I just want to highlight how this works. The Gold Coast is the best example of this because they go and build whole housing estates all exactly the same. Some of them even are all the same colour. There's, there's no differentiation from one to the other. And it's little wonder that on the Gold Coast, they actually have the highest divorce rate of anywhere in Australia. You know why? Well, buggers come home, they go in the wrong door and they sleep with the wrong wife. <laughs> It'll make you remember it. Differentiation is important, okay? And the next thing is who you buy it from. Now, most of this stuff, it's produced in bulk. It is sold in bulk. The developers go to the marketeers. They say, you know, I've got 200 of these things to sell. I've got 100. I've got whatever. How many are you going to take? So they say, we'll take them all. We're going to add forty to $80,000 above your price. We're going to sell a few through our marketing chain. That establishes the new price is dollars $80,000 above value, uh, above what you're, you're getting. That's our marketing dollar. We get that for selling that property. forty dollars to $80,000 overpriced. And it only lasts as long as the marketing dollar lasts. While they're pumping out how great it is and, you know, flying people everywhere and all this kind of stuff, sure, the market holds. But as soon as that moves on elsewhere and the next place is the new hotspot, these ones drop by forty dollars to $80,000 because it's all fluff and bubble. And these things, you know, you can be holding them in 10 years' time and they can still only be worth what you paid for them. But time is in your favour. In property, even if you buy the biggest lemon in the world, eventually it will go up in value. But then those marketeers who've got you on their database, they ring you up and say, oh, my God, a deal for you. There's this thing called negative gearing. It's the best thing since sliced bread. You should buy this property. It's only going to cost you 100 bucks a week. Claim it on the tax. Make the tax man pay for the property. What a load of crap. That 100 bucks a week, you've got to find. You've got to find it somewhere. You're losing money on that. And the tax man, he might be only be paying 30 cents. You're still paying the other 70. So you're burning money every week with the same kind of crap you bought the first time round. Time goes by, eventually it goes up in value. They sell you the same thing, the same crap. And ultimately you end up like, like this guy in retirement. 
every shade of amber, trial and error. I want to show you a, a chart, which is the standard distribution. It's called the bell chart. So it's actually a fundamental thing in economics. And it doesn't matter what market you're uh, talking about, this holds as true. So the market I'm going to talk about is the uh, property, property investor market. So this is the standard distribution. It's called the bell curve. Standard distribution of property investors. Now, first of all, there's the bottom section of the market. And this typically represents about 10% of the market at any point in time. Now, I'm going to shade these guys every shade of red. I wonder why. These guys are uneducated. Call themselves investors, but they probably just threw money at something, somebody else is controlling, whatever, and they've got no no intention to get themselves educated, no intention to actually do something about their predicament, call themselves investors because they happen to fall into a property somewhere. They might have bought a PPR and then moved on to another PPR and they've ended up with investment property, but no consideration whether it's good, bad or indifferent. It's not, it's not part of a plan to achieve their ultimate goal. Then you have the big part of the, of the, um, the, the bell curve here, which represents, from a property investor's perspective, about 78%. Now, these are the guys, obviously, Amber. These are the guys who are learning by trial and error. They're giving it a go. They're listening to the marketeers. They're buying um, marketeering properties. They're cross-securitized. They've got the properties bought in their own names. They've owned all the mistakes that we've gone through this morning. And again, these guys are uneducated. uneducated, every shade of amber. They're giving it a crack, but they just got no idea as to how it actually works. Then you've got the next section over here, which represents again about 10% of the market. And it's really only about 10% of the market who actually get themselves educated and start to, to, to get the results that they're looking for. So over here, we're talking about the educated. Both these here are educated. They're making it happen. They're achieving their goals. They're on track. And then you've got the top section over here, which represents about 2% of the market at any given time who are already there. These guys have made it. They've done it. They've invested. They're living comfortably off their investment portfolio. Now, at any point in time, this is how the standard devi deviation of the bell curve works from a property investor perspective. Now, this is particularly interesting when you start to have a look at some statistics, because if you have a look at this section here, you can see, is that still on the board? That represents about 88% or represents 88% of the market. Down here, this section is 12%. Okay. Now, let me show you something that is shocking. So that's the standard deviation of the bell curve. That's how it works. 88% are uneducated, 12% are educated, 10% at any point in time are in the process of achieving, 2% have already achieved, 78% are uneducated, giving a go, trial and error, not getting the results that are actually going to achieve their goals. 10% are just fell into it. They're whinging. They've got no intention of doing anything. Have a look at this. So last year, okay, 88% of the people who turned 65 last year ended up 
on a pension, either a part or a full pension. Part or full pension, 88%. I wonder why. I wonder why. Look at that. 88% ended up on a part or a full pension. 12% was self. 12% were self-funded retirees. Hmm. If that doesn't speak volumes, I don't know what is. But at any point in time, you can track this. That's how it looks. These guys, the do-it-yourself trial and error, they get some success, but they, they don't get enough success to get that financial freedom, self-funded retiree, any of those things. 88% of the population has been living a lie. 88% have been investing to lies with negative gearing and other things. 88% have not got it right. Isn't that astounding? And it's astounding how quickly things can change with the right education. I've got a little video here of one of my students called Jay. Now, Jay... Um, was a little bit sceptical, or at least her husband was sceptical. He said, look, you've done all the courses. You know what you're doing. You don't need any more education. And she said, oh, look, just let me try. She was a stay-at-home mum. She had a couple of kids at the time. Listen to her story. I'm just curious. If you could learn one tip from Dipna that would reimburse you for the cost of this course, would that, that be something that interested you? I'm saying that because that was my challenge. So my name's Jay, I'm the mama bear of two bubbers and I have a huge why to become financially independent. Now, before Dipna's amazing um, re-education, uh, we dabbled with property. And when I say dabbled, we've owned 10 properties, we currently only own five, and we've since found out with Dipna's course that we probably should sell two of those. So the first step though, was that I had to prove to my hubby that I could pay for the cost of this course um, within the first 30 days with the knowledge that I'd gained from it because I've done all the courses, I've done a lot. I thought I really didn't probably have that much to learn and I am in shock over this learning process. Dipna and her team are absolutely amazing. So only one month in and I have learned a heap. So I've actually made back the original purchase price threefold and um, I've only been able to dedicate one or two hours a day to this program with um. Yeah, my bubble's running around and everything. Yeah, all in all, it's resulted in roughly over $30,000 and I have not scratched the surface, honestly. I just have so much more learning to do and I'm so appreciative of this um, yeah, course to be able to do it in. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share my appreciation for how amazing this course is. Isn't she gorgeous? And, you know, 30 grand in 30 days is a pretty big ask. Her whole video is actually available up on the members only website so that you can actually start to, to go through and, and um, uh, you know, listen to what she did. Because I'm sure some of the stuff that she did, you could actually do as well. And it is, it's just, it's astounding at how quickly you can start to turn things around when you get going in the right direction. I like this quote, it says, nothing happens until the pain of remaining the same outweighs the pain of change. We as humans, resist change we resist making the change even though on the other side we could be butterflies instead of being an ugly grub <laughs> which is what that really depicts there with the the uh you know the, the the butterfly coming out the other side we resist change why do we do that why do we wait till things hurt so badly before we do something about it 
It's unfortunately it's human nature, but it's a conscious decision that you can change. You know, you spend those 15 minutes every day. This is one of the things that will come up for you about, well, what do I want to change? What am I going to do about changing that thing? You know, and, and it is that pain and pleasure principle, as Jody has said there in the chat room. That's what it's about. So let's, let's, let's make the change without actually having to go through the pain. And you can do it from anywhere. I've got students that are living outside of Australia, investing in Australia, and have replaced their income. Let me tell you a story. This is a story of uh, Natasha. Now, Natasha and Zane were living in Jakarta. He was working in the mines. She's got little boys bringing them up. Um, one of the little boys was sick with asthma. And, um, you know, Jakarta and pollution and everything, probably not the best place for him to be living. But they couldn't afford to come back. Now, they'd tried in real estate. They were over here in this 78%. You know, trying, trying to do the right thing. I can invest in real estate. This is our vehicle. This is how we're going to get out of it. But just got it wrong, totally wrong. You know, they had investment properties that were negatively geared. Their old PPR, they kept it was negatively geared. So there was no way they could come back to Australia with no income because they've got these mortgages that they've got a service and because they've, they've just done this trial and error. Do you know, within a very short space of time, and I'm talking about 12 months, I think it was, Natasha and Zane turned that around, and you can see there, two years it was, there you go. Um, two years, they've turned that around to, to, to making the PPR at even, so it wasn't costing them money. The old investment, probably they turned it around to 13 positive when they knew actually what they could do with it. They bought another couple of properties, both positive cash flow. They make some money from, from uh, managing other people's properties, and they've got $71,000 in passive income. You know, the kids are now living in Australia. They took a year off when they came home to trip around Australia so that they could, you know, decide where they were going to live and where they're going to work and all of that kind of stuff. And they got 70 grand to do that with. Life's not stressful. You know, the health of the boy is better. He's not living in smoky, polluted Jakarta. And then they're being schooled here. Imagine going through COVID in Jakarta. You know, <laughs> this, this just makes such a difference. But it took a choice, you know. Natasha had to convince her very skeptical husband that she needed more education in property and she was going to do it in property, even though everything she'd done in property had made a loss. <laughs> Wasn't working. And that's the difference. And that's how quickly you can turn around. That's two years work for her on the internet, doing everything over the internet, over everything from Jakarta. And that's what got those kids home. That's what got them home to be able to have a much safer life here in Australia. And passive income changes lives. That's such a thing. You know, it gives you choices. It gives you the ability to be able to choose what you do with your time. Who wants to quit their job yesterday? Give it to me on the chat room. Who wants to quit their job and they're done and they're finished and I want it over? I want to quit my job yesterday. Give it to me in the chat room. Hubby does. Okay. Who else wants to quit their income? Well, quit their, quit their job, I mean. Oh, lots of it. Six months ago. <laughs> All right. Yes, yes, yes. Lots of you. Do you think you're going to do it by doing the same thing that you've always done? Got news for you? No, you won't. Because what you've always done has got you to where you are. Okay? If you want to actually 
quit your job and have a passive income and other things, you've got to do things differently, which means you need better information. You need better input. You need coaching. You need, you need the, the, you know, the, the community, the connections, everything else that I went through before. That's what you need to make that change. But let's have a look at these guys. Now, this is Sanjeev and Ela. Sanjeev um, was, you know, he's working in the corporate space. He's um, working 10-hour days. Life wasn't that much fun. Living paycheck to paycheck. Again, these guys had tried to do it themselves. They were in the amber. You know, they, they bought a house, but they only had $80,000 in equity. Guess what? Bought it off the plan, cross-securitized, negatively geared on their, their investment property. Only $30,000 in equity because they bought off the plan. And as soon as the marketing dollar moved on, that thing dropped in value. So, you know, they'd lost their money, their equity that they'd put into that. They got $25,000 in credit cards. So their total position, their net worth is $90,000. And they're working their backsides off just to make ends meet. In the space of three years, they turned that around to $877,000 in equity from 90 to 877 and a cash flow, which would have been negative, I didn't actually put that in up there, to $62,000 positive and value of 2.4. And in the fourth year, Sanjeev gave up work. He actually increased this figure to over 90 grand, which meant he could give up work. Now, a lot of my students get featured in magazines and articles and, you know, the, the pin-up poster of an investor. I wonder why. Because they're actually working strategically to a business plan. But it started with the ultimate program in I Love Real Estate. Have a listen to what Sanjeev says. So now it's been three years uh, towards the end of two, uh, the 2018, and uh, we have been able to generate a passive income of, of 70,000 plus uh, annual income with the equity of 900,000 uh, and uh, with the total portfolio of 2.5 million. Uh, not only in three years, we have been able to successfully build a uh, property portfolio, we have been able to build a strong relationship with our family, with my wife, with my parents, and we have been living our, uh, a healthy life and lifestyle and uh, are looking our, uh, towards our bright future. Uh, in the fourth year, next year, uh, I'm planning to get out of my full-time job because we are looking like more than 90,000 passive income. And uh, so that's where we are. So thank you, Dimpna, uh, for changing our lives uh, and giving this opportunity. Good on you. And as I say, Sanjeev quit work the year later with his $90,000 in passive income. You know, and is that enough for you to quit, quit your job? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. The fact is there's no excuses. I don't care what position you're in. Whether you're sitting there on the bones of your backside with only two bob to rub, rub together or whether you, you know, you've got a bit of equity, you've got a bit of money, you've got a bit of savings behind you. Everything is fixable. Everything is fixable. Your only real block is your lack of education. And that is the easiest thing to fix. Take Gloria. Gloria was a single mum, brought up two kids on her own, struggled, a job that paid her $45,000 a year, working work nine to five, you know, all year. And in a few short years, <coughs> she was able to turn that around to a passive income of $71,000. That's more than she was earning working every every work day for a whole year. Have a listen to her. My name is Gloria Asson and I'm from New South Wales. Um, I had 
only my PPR at the time before joining the real estate community. My biggest fear was that I'd make a wrong investment choice and that I would lose everything that I worked very hard for as a single parent. So before DIPNA, um, like I said, I had no income apart from my job and my equity position was 395. Now my equity position today is 626,000 and my income now is 71,000 um, dollars profit, positive cash flow um, per annum. So very happy with the results. It's funny, you know, I was just, while Gloria was talking there, I was reading some of the comments and Jodie's come through and said, one of my students, and uh, has said that, you know, her first investment in, after joining I Love Real Estate has made her $215,000, highly recommend Dimness courses. Um, that's, that's, the, that's what the, the students are saying, you know, the community is so strong and being part of that community and part of, part of everything that we, we do in I Love Real Estate you know, you can go as fast or as slow as you want. It's your call. You can have as much or as little money in your life as you want. It's your call. Now, that's very hard pill to swallow if you're sitting there with much, not much behind you and you go, yeah, but I didn't cause all of this. It was that divorce or it was that business deal that went bad or it was this whatever. You can blame all you like. But the fact is, you're in the situation you're in today because of the decisions you've made up to this point in time. If you want a different result, you've got to, make, got to make different decisions. And to make better decisions, you've got to have more information, more knowledge. More knowledge makes better decisions. It gets better results. That's fact. That's, that's the hardcore bottom line. Otherwise, if you knew everything you needed to know, you would already be in the circumstances you, need to, you want to be in today. Hard pill to swallow, but it's fact. Excuses don't get you anywhere. And, you know, you can make up excuses for a lot of things. Imagine in a situation where you have a family of four, you're a one-income family, you've got no equity in your homes because the property market has tanked and you bought off the plan and you bought through marketeers and you cross-securitized and the market's gone down. You can't refinance because of all of those things. You've got five upside down investment properties. So they're not worth what you paid for them. They're not worth the loans on them. Your properties are negatively geared $43,000 a year. Can you feel the pain? Who can feel the pain of this poor guy? Could you, could you see that this causes a lot of stress in a family? Can you see how, how this is going to cause marital problems, kid problems, all sorts of stuff just because of financial issues. It's painful. It absolutely is. But Ben, who was in this situation, didn't just cop it on the chin and, and you know, fall into a, a blithering heap. Ben decided to do something about it. Ben got himself educated. Now, in I Love Real Estate, he learned that he could actually turn this situation around. And in the space of 11 months, Ben and the I Love Real Estate team turned it around. So instead of being um, $43,000 negative cash flow, turned it into $38,000 positive cash flow. And also was able to turn around $82,000 um, in his, um, it's, an, it's a turnaround, sorry, of $82,000. And in his words, it was life-changing. Now, people would look at this circumstance and go, oh, it's hopeless, can't do anything. No, nah, can't do a damn thing. No, nah, can't do it. Look what he did in 11 months. He's now got 38 grand coming in plus 
his wage that he was on. You know, that makes a hell of a difference to a young family who's just trying to, 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 to get ahead. They, they tried. They were over here in, the, in the, the orange. They tried. They had four or five investment properties, all negatively geared, because that's what they were told to do. Investing, nah, gambling in real estate. That's what they were doing. They were gambling in real estate. And it wasn't until he got educated he turned that around to get over there in that green 10%. Blaming others takes time and energy away from improving yourself. I don't care what situation you've come from, how bad an upbringing you had, any you know things that you can reflect on that you go, it was this fault, that fault. It's not. It's always what you do about it that is, you know, that makes the difference. Let's take Sherelle and Shani. Now you heard them in the lunch break speak on stage. He lost his mother when he was very young. He lost his father when he was in his teens. He got, uh, he was brought up by his uncle. Um, he worked three or four jobs to be able to afford the money to go overseas and get an education. He ended up getting a master's degree by working three jobs at a time. Um, he became a clinical nurse, as you heard on the, on the video. And, um, you know, and he started, but he didn't really get ahead until he actually joined I Love Real Estate. He went and bought the VIP pack, which back then it was, it was uh, $57. It's only $47 to you. And he it was inspired. He, what I said made sense. And he followed the system, but he treated it like university. He studied hard for about three months. He goes, yep, I can do this. I know what I've got to do. First deal that he did, this one here, $150,000 profit. Next one. $75,000 profit on that one. Next one, $400,000 profit on that one. Next one, $1.2 million profit. Next one, $2.6 million on that. Now he started okay, but really not getting ahead. But in the space of a few years, you know, $3 million in over $3 million in equity, over $100,000 in passive income. Do you know what this means to his family? 31 million in, in deals under undergo. What it means is he can do this. What it means is he can help out others. These are kids in Sri Lanka where he grew up. After the bombing, that's him making big donations to, to the families of the bomb, you know, where the bomb went off. I was actually in Sri Lanka at the time when that happened. You know, these kids are being supported because he made a choice. He made a difference. He, he decided that he wanted to, to do something more for himself and his family. And that's what, that's what this means. Because it's not just about you. It's not just about you and your money and, and what you do and the life that you live. All of that is great. That is awesome. That is fantastic. That's what you should be looking to do. But when you get there, pass it on. Make a difference. Do something in someone else's life that changes their lives. You know, do a Go and build a, a hospital. Go and build a learning centre. Go and build an orphanage. Go and build a, a shelter for abused women. Go and build an animal shelter. All of my, my students have done all of those things. Not all of the students, but all of, uh, all of those things have been done by my students because they were able to do something for themselves first, to put them in a position to be able to do those things. You know, these kids here are going to have a better life because Sherelle and Shani made that choice to actually get themselves educated and make a difference in their life. How many people can you affect if you are financially free? Give it to me in the chat room, some of your bigger dreams. What are some of the things that you want to make a difference in? 
You know, what are some of the things that, that you want to leave your mark? What is that for you? What would you like to make happen? Live on acreage, start a charity. Tell me what, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Who do you want to help? Think about that stuff because that's part of your why. Educate young girls, wildlife, refuge, family, help the homeless. You know, they're all very noble things, but you can't do it if you're broke. <laughs> you can't do it if you've got no money. So let's do that. Let's get the money and make some of those dreams come true. Not just for you, but for the people that you're helping. Help my friend in Sri Lanka. Well, look what Sherelle's been able to do. He's been able to help thousands of kids over there. Some people get very caught up in the materialistic life. Shiny object syndrome, I call it SOS. That was Gary and Camilla. They had the house, they had the big boat and the wakeboard and the big truck that towed the boat. But their real situation was they only had $70,000 equity in this big house here. They didn't own very much of it because they bought it off the plan and they bought uh, through the marketeers and it dropped in value. And he had 70 grand equity in here, so not a lot. They had the big boat and the money and took lots of holidays and all of those kind of things. But in the space of just a few years, they turned that around from $70,000 in their net worth between the two of them to 1.1 in a PPR in their home and 287,000 in value in their, their, their properties that they'd done. On top of that, a passive income. And without they say, without a doubt, Dipner has changed me and my family for generations to come. They've now got another little boy. Um, and uh, you know their lives are different because they made a difference. And these shiny objects, that doesn't get you ahead. You know, it's the application. You can have as many shiny objects as you like when it comes out of your passive income, not out of actually your growth money. And when you know what to do, you know how to do it, life doesn't have to be hard. You know, sometimes you can just do the simple things. You don't need to go to big heights. You don't need to be running around like a chook with his head cut off. You know, you can, you can just take a break, take a breath. Do one deal a year. Do one deal a year that produces you enough income to go, my life's pretty cruisy. You know, I don't have to do a whole lot. Take Edo. I actually think he's on the call today. I think I saw his name earlier today. You know, he could just do one of these deals a year. One year, do what he does, have his family, go for walks, do what you want to do, and make $184,000. On the side, second job, not hard, tick along. Next one, next year, let's go and do this one here. $350,000 profit on that one. Not that hard, tick it along. You can have the life that you choose. You know, if you want to go slow and tick along and, you know, take it cruisy, you can. If you want to go hard, you can. If you want to be the homeless investor, <laughs> like Michael, God, he's a wag, this guy. He quit his job. He was, he was stressed, working really hard. He, had, he quit his job. He had um, $50,000 in credit card. He had black marks on his credit rating because he missed a few payments and other things. He sold his PPR. He quit his job um, and he bought a motorhome. Here's his motorhome. This is his motorhome he's bought. And he, he decided to head north because he was in, in Victoria. He's going to head north. He goes around Australia buying properties and making money and creating passive income. In the space of uh, a few years, so two years, 
He's bought six properties. Um, his portfolio is worth over a million dollars and he's got $80,000 in passive income. He doesn't have to work. He pots along. I've had people pre-COVID that were doing this around Australia and around the world. Just tripping along from one place to the next to the next and just putting their property education into practice. For some people, that is your dream. Lisa says, love that. Michael, living my dream. Lisa, it could be your dream. It can be you in a couple of years' time. 80 grand, if you're just poking around from place to place, you know, you don't need much more than that. You know, particularly, he's a single guy. He's like, you know, he's living the life. He goes where he wants to go. He stops where he wants to stop. He sees Australia. He meets a, a horde of people. He's a very outgoing guy, funny guy. And he's like, you know, that's his life. Maybe that's you. I don't know. And if you haven't got a lot and you're a little bit older, it doesn't matter. You know, look at Susan. She was a social worker. She was a business owner. She was a single mum, two grown kids, and needed to do low money down deals because she didn't have a lot of money. But this deal alone brings her in $285,000 profit and $41,000 passive income. That sets her up for the next one. So you can sit there and make excuses or you can take action. What are you going to do? Give it to me in the chat room. You're going to make excuses or you're going to take action? Give it to me in the chat room. What is it to be? Action or excuse? One word, action or excuse? Lots and lots of actions. I can't see any excuses. <laughs> lots of swear words again, but that's all right. Lots of action. So that's what it's going to take. As you can see, there's a lot more to being a successful real estate investor than just what you buy because so much hinges on what you want, why you want it, where you want to go, as well as uh, the actual deal of the how to create the money and how to get that kind of result. It's a, it's a very holistic approach and that's what I love real estate's all about because you can't have one without the other. Your, your financial bank balance is only going to grow in line with your emotional growth. So we need to be focusing on that just as much as we do the actual logistics of being a property investor. So look, I'll catch you on the next session. It's coming up very shortly. I hope you're enjoying this series. If you want any more information, head across to my website, iloverealestate.tv, and you can see all the videos and a whole lot of other stuff there as well. Bye for now.